Welcome to the Movement Podcast with Pastor Joshua Lockett and Triad Christian Center. We're glad you're joining us today as we continue our boot camp series. Are you ready to fight? Let's tune in. Last Sunday, we talked about attributes of a soldier. A soldier is submitted, a soldier is strategic, a soldier is surrounded, and a soldier is also supported. Strategy is very key. I want to go back up to the strategic point. Strategy is very key uh, with a soldier because it's not enough just to fight. It's how do you fight? That's the question. And so the Bible says he's trained my hands for battle. In other words, he's, he's conformed my hands to battle. I don't just walk into a battle. He's training my hands for battle. And so I believe that there's a, there's a strategy to it. Come on, just chat that. There's a strategy to fighting the enemy. I believe, and this, this, you're going to hear this in my message echoed, I believe sometimes we can pour so much energy into a fight. Number one, God hasn't called us to, and we also pour a lot of energy into a fight the wrong way. We're fighting the wrong way. And I believe that just a simple tweak can cause us to be more efficient and more effective on the battlefield. Can I get an amen? So we are going to talk about that. I believe the Bible says in, in Proverbs that wisdom is a sharpener. In so many words, I'm kind of, it's not verbatim, but that's what it's basically saying. Wisdom is a sharpener. And what wisdom will do is it will sharpen the axe. You look at an axe, a dull axe compared to a sharp axe. What causes you to use more energy? A dull axe. And it takes longer to cut down the tree. And I believe in this series, what God can really be doing is he's sharpening your axe so that as you begin to fight the enemy, you're getting more traction. And sometimes it's just a matter of being surrounded by others who have fought the same battles. Sometimes it's just a matter of the Holy Spirit giving you strategy on how to fight. So are y'all ready to fight? If you're ready to fight, say, I'm ready to fight. Amen. 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 And by the way, some of you all used to be fighters back in the day. There's no need of you putting your boxing gloves up now just because, you know, you, you, you're a Christian now. You say, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Well, the Bible says we overcome evil by good. So if you're loving, you're still fighting. Amen. And so we are called to love our enemies. And you'll be amazed at what love can do. Love sometimes can do more than loudness can do. Amen. And it's good to be loud if you need to be loud, but love can truly break people down for the glory of God. So I want you to go really quickly to Acts chapter 5, verse 33. This is a story about, um, in, about a man named Gamaliel. Now, Gamaliel, and I know I'm probably saying the name wrong. For all of you Hebrew scholars, please help me. I know you will in the chat. Amen. But uh, he was a teacher of, it, it could be argued that he was the teacher of Paul. Uh, some may say otherwise, but one idea is that he could have been the teacher of Apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of uh, the epistles, okay? Paul, very powerful figure in New Covenant Christianity. So they're having a discussion, and uh, the, there is actually some disciples or disciple of Jesus that is that is speaking and I'll just go back up and I'll just give you some 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 more information go back up to the verse 25 Acts 5 verse 25 
And I want you just to stay with me today. I'm going to give you a good amount of scripture up front, and then we're going to try to get to the points afterwards. So just stay with me. It says, then someone arrived with startling news. The men you put in jail are standing in the temple teaching the people. <laughs> so in other words, God rescued them out of jail. And it says, the captain went with his guard, temple guards and arrested the apostles, but without violence, for they were afraid the people would stone them. Then they brought the apostles before the high council, where the high priest confronted them. We gave you strict orders never... We gave you strict orders never again to teach in this man's name. He said, instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him. And I declare that's happening in High Point in North Carolina, that the teaching about Jesus is just filling our nation. Come on, can I get an amen? And it says, and you want to make us responsible for his death. So this was kind of political. And he says, but Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human authority. We must obey God rather than human authority. And we have to pray in this hour and in this season of everything that's going on that God allows us to walk in our rights, our freedom of speech. Amen. Our, 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 our freedom to, to worship freely because um, there's a time coming if we're not careful where there will be, put, there will be restrictions put on us to where we will be maybe even persecuted for doing what God has told us to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so it's very important that we continue to pray for that. And even if we don't have those liberties, if it's between God's word and what man says, we're going to have to obey God. And this may very well be a, um, a dispensation or time frame where even some will have to give up their lives. And so it's very, I want to encourage everyone to be in prayer. But it says, the God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. And it says, then God put him in the place of honor at his right hand as prince and savior. He did this so the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. We are witnesses of these things. And so is the Holy Spirit who is given by God to those who obey him. Now it comes to verse 33. When they heard this, so the apostles were talking, when they heard this, the high council was furious and decided to kill, and decided to kill them. In other words, decided to fight them. But one member, but one, that's all you need sometimes, just one person. But one member, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was an expert in religious law and respected by all the people, stood up and ordered that the men be sent outside the council chamber for a while. And let me just go and encourage you. Sometimes before you have the argument, take a moment to rest and to meditate. Think about it before you go off on that person at your job. Come on, think about it before you go off on your spouse. You might need to, you might need to separate for a little bit. If you believe in the power of separation temporarily so that you can have some, uh, some healthy conversations, go on and give an amen on the YouTube chat. Amen. Sometimes you need to take a chill pill. You need to go on a walk. You need to, you need to, you need to go outside and feel the sun. Right? You've been in the house too long and all you've been seeing is blinds. You need to get outside and you need to rest your mind before you start this attack. And I would venture to say it's going gonna, it's gonna to deplete the, the level of it sometimes and it's also going to give you a healthy way to deal with the situation, stood up and ordered that the men be sent outside the council chamber for a while. Then he said to his colleagues, men of Israel, take care what you are planning to do to these men. What Take care what you are planning 
to do to these men. And the KJV, it says, and said unto them, ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves. Take heed to yourselves. In other words, check yourself. He says, what ye intend to do, excuse me, what you are planning to do to these men. Some time ago, there was a man, there was a fellow, there was a fellow that, there was that fellow, excuse me, Thetis, who pretended to be someone great. About 400 others joined him, but he was killed, and all his followers went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. And he says, after him, at the time of the census, there was Judas of Galilee. He got people to follow him, but he was killed too, and all his followers were scattered. So my advice is, this is wisdom, by the way, so my advice is, Leave these men alone. I mean, every fight is not worth fighting. Can I get amen? He said, leave these men alone. He said, let them go. He said, if they are planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. He says, but if it is from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. He says, you may even find yourselves fighting against God. You may even find yourselves fighting against God. You may even find yourselves fighting against God. Go on and put on the chat box. Ask, yourself, ask everybody this question. Who is your enemy? <laughs> Who is your enemy. Better question is, who are you fighting? You know, sometimes God can look like the enemy. God can look like the problem. And Gamaliel's having a very healthy conversation with these men. He's saying to them, he's saying, look, y'all, be careful, because what may look like a problem really is a solution. What looks like an issue really is going to help you. Come on now. Maybe there are times where we all find ourselves fighting God on the sneak, and we don't even know it. But this man is giving them a moment to kind of to check them. And the way I liken it to, I don't know about you all, but uh, have you ever, maybe back in the day, you went to, the, you went to a, uh, a venue where you could dance and listen to music and uh, dance and listen to music? Some people call it clubs. Some people call it uh, a juke joint or a uh, or whatever they may call it, different things of that nature. Uh, some people may call it just a lounge. But you went to a place where you could dance, and all of a sudden you were with your boys and with your girls, and somebody was about to get, you know, they got an altercation with a person. You know, those things can happen when you go to, when you go to the, you know, and you're dancing, and everybody's having fun, and all of a sudden, somebody all of a sudden, they want to fight, right? They, what you look at my girl like that for? And they done drink too much. And then you have sometimes that other friend who's with them who, who, who tries to do what? Tries to calm them down. They try to speak some sense into them. Why? Because they're trying to stop them from fighting and getting in trouble, getting locked up and having the police call. And God knows in this, these time, this time of day, we got to be very careful when the police is called. Amen. So we don't want the police being called just for any reason. So they calm, they try, you try to calm that person down. You take them to the side. And I believe that's what can happen today in this message. 
I believe God can take you to the side and say, hey, listen, before you start throwing them punches, before you start kicking, before you start fussing and yelling, I want to take you to the side because it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Sometimes even after that, some of your friends might have still turned and they punched them, even after you took an hour trying to calm them down. But, hey, you try, right? But I believe God is trying in this hour. I believe, I believe if we look at Scripture— and I was looking this message together. I believe one of the echoes is that God is trying in these scriptures to show us like where we need to point our energy, and that's what that's what this man Gamaliel was doing. These men were furious. They were angry. They were they were about to kill the apostles, and the man had to stop them and speak some sense into them. And so I believe if we're not careful, there's a there's there's a there's a term in warfare called friendly fire. And friendly fire is where you shoot the wrong person. Okay? We had a guy who used to play football for the Cardinals, and um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was hit by friendly fire. We have to make sure that we are not fighting the wrong thing, the wrong person. Can I get an amen? The Bible says a kingdom divided cannot stand. And so we have to make sure that, we're, that we're, we know our real enemy. In the book of Joshua, chapter 5, verse 15, he gets to a scene where he asks this question. And I believe this is a question that we should ask ourselves concerning the situation we're in, concerning the people we're having to face. This is a question I believe that we should ask ourselves. Joshua, chapter 5, verse 15. That's what it says. That the commander of the Lord, excuse me, jump, jump back up to verse, it's actually jump, verse 14. It says, neither, actually verse 13, sorry. It says, when Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with sword in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, are you friend or foe? Verse 13, he says, are you friend or foe? Are you trying to support me? Are you trying to hurt me? Come on now. Are you with me? Or are you against me? You know, that's a question that a lot of us have to ask because I believe it's a problem not to know the real problem. Can I get amen? We end up finding ourselves calling something a problem that's really not a problem, but it is a solution. It's someone that's coming to help us. Joshua eventually found out that that was not an enemy, and he began to worship and fall on his feet, which some may say was a picture of the Lord. And so sometimes God may appear as if he's your enemy. Sometimes God may appear as if he's against you, but he's really for you. And we have to make sure that we don't make God the enemy, that we don't make God the problem, but that we realize that God is the solution. So with that being said, the name of this series or the name of this message today is Focused and Fighting. We got to make sure our focus is in the right direction before we start fighting. There's a couple folk things I, I believe we need to do as, as it relates to focus. Number one, before we fight and as we're fighting, we got to make sure we focus on the inside before we focus on the outside. We got to focus on what's happening on the inside of us before we focus on what's happening on the outside of us. Going to fill in that blank on the inside and on the outside. We got to focus on the inside before we focus on what's on the outside. 
And I believe this is very important that we fight in sometimes before we fight out. I put that in quotations right there because I believe that there are a lot of battles that we can create because we haven't conquered. We, there's a lot of battles we can create on the outside because we haven't conquered the battles on the inside. And we will make people our enemy on the outside when we haven't dealt with our own personal enemies on the inside. Now, I believe that that's where we see things like probably prejudices and racism, where because of what one person, now this is, this is, this is kind of relevant to today. Let me just say this to you. One person should not cause you to make a general perception. In other words, you should not generalize the act of one person. How many times in our lives, let's just be real, have people maybe got hurt in the church by one person? And because of the hurt in the church by one person, this is something that they're carrying. They, sometimes they can be literally 300 miles from the person who hurt them, but they still carry the hurt on the inside and haven't dealt with it. And because of that, everybody that they go around now, they feel like they're trying to hurt them. They feel like they're trying to reject them. They feel like they're trying to talk about them. Why? Because they haven't won the battle on the inside yet. And because they haven't won the battle on the inside, there may be a tendency for them to create a battle on the outside. Have you ever met someone who always is trying to fight somebody? They're always trying to go off on somebody. I mean, whether you compl- if you compliment them, they get mad at you. It, it, I mean, if you help them out, they get mad at you. They say, why are you, why are you getting so close to me? Why? Because there's a battle on the inside that they haven't taken care of, so they f- begin to form a battle on the outside. And that's why people, some people, they come up with all types of personalities. They come up with all kinds of identities where sometimes we find ourselves staying far away from people, and we say that people are the problem when actually we've got a problem on the inside. Listen, we've got to make sure we're going to be soldiers that we're not fighting the wrong enemy. Come on now, because can I say this? Let me just make it more relevant, make it more clear. Every white person is not racist. Every white person is not against black people. There are white people who do love black people. Can I tell you this? Every black person is not the same either. Every you, I, I remember not remember, but if you go to an HBCU, one of the things you'll find out is that all black people ain't the same. And you can't take what you experience with one person and generalize it to all people. Can I get an amen? All church people are not the same. Glory to God. I know we might have met one person that was gossiping in church, sister gossiper. She gossiped. Oh, did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I heard? Did you hear what I heard? And did you? And she just gossiping. But not every Church woman is a gossiper. Can I get an amen from all the women who go to church? There's some women who got integrity and know how to keep their mouth shut, and they don't say everything they think. Can I get an amen? So we can't take what happened with one person and project it on everybody else. It's a tendency to do that when we don't deal with the battles on the inside. We carry them to the outside. How many times have people even done that in relationships They try to start new relationships, but they're still carrying the battle from the old relationship into the new relationship. And the person says, man, you got a lot going on, and it is a lot going on. So here's the question. Are we focusing on the inside before we focus on the outside? Because sometimes we have to check ourselves before we check others. You know, it says in Acts chapter 5, verse 35 and 36, Somewhere around there, it says, 
heed to yourselves. That's what Gamaliel did. He said, man, heed to yourselves. Check yourselves. I know you want to fight these apostles. I know you want to go after them, but you got to check yourselves. Check yourselves. Can I tell you this? Sometimes, you know, we even in our careers, we go from job to job to job because everybody on our job is always the problem. They're always the problem. They're always the problem. You could be at a job for two weeks, and we start saying, man, everybody hates me. First of all, everybody doesn't know you. Can I get an amen? That's first of all. So we, we find ourselves carrying this odor, odor everywhere I go, odor. If the odor follows us everywhere I go, sometimes it's not them. Sometimes it's me. It's the odor on my upper lip. I'm carrying it around. And I, I want to encourage some people today. I know this sounds like a little corrective in nature, and it can be, but I want to encourage you that if, you, if, if we find ourselves always fighting, like the color purple, all my life I had to fight. Listen, as a believer, you should be fighting the right battles, amen? You shouldn't be fighting everybody that you see. You fight the pastor. You fight the leadership. You fight it. No, sometimes, let me tell you this, it's an inside battle that has not been dealt with. And I just speak peace over your heart. I speak peace over your mind today. I just speak healing to your heart. You may have faced rejection, amen, and now you're carrying out that rejection into rebellion and your relationships are struggling because you have not dealt with the battle on the inside. I believe that's the first thing we got to do. Gamaliel told those men, take heed to yourselves. When he pulled them to the side, he said, take heed to yourselves. And, you know, sometimes you need somebody to take you to the side and tell you your breath is not smelling right. Amen. You need somebody to say everybody's not making that face because they the problems because you got stuff going on in your own system. Can I get an amen? Because what's on the inside sometimes will come to the outside. You eat the wrong thing, it'll come out. Glory to God. It'll be in your system. And the outside can be clean, but because it's on the inside, it eventually will carry out. And we have to make sure that our storms on the inside, we don't create on the outside. That means if it happened at the job, sometimes we bring it back to the family. The, the turmoil we experience at the job, we take it out on the family. Can I get an amen? And vice versa, what happened at the family, we take it to the job. But can I tell you this? I believe we have to focus on the inside before we focus on the outside. Yes, a man may have hurt you, but not all men are, y'all not with me, you know what I could say, but not all men are the problem. Yes, a woman might have hurt you, but not all women are a problem. Just because you received one comment when you were seven years old from someone of a different race doesn't mean all are like that. And I believe that's the problem of prejudice. Prejudice is just, it's, a, it's an inside problem. It's a before I even meet you, I'm already judging you because there's something on the inside that's off. There's something wrong with me. Number two, focus on the results. Focus on the results before we choose our response. That's what we got to do. We got to focus on the results before we choose our response. I believe this is very key when we're fighting, as we focus in on fighting, number one, we got to check our inside. We got to make sure there's nothing going on on the inside. Are we pure in our hearts? Are we healed? Are we hurting? Or, and then number two, we got to find out what are the results? What's the fruit? Why are we really fighting who we're fighting? You know, 
Have you ever been in a conversation with somebody and they tell you that they don't like you? And then you ask them why and they can't tell you why? But they just know they don't like you. And, and just, what, what, did they, what did they say? They talk about me. What, what did they say about you? I, um, I, I can't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It ain't about that. All I know is I don't like them. Well, you, you're not, we're not focusing on the results. We're just, there's, again, it goes back to number one, there's something on the inside. This is what Gamaliel said. He said, man, if this, if this issue fizzles out, it means it was never from God. He says, he says, you need to focus. He says, look at the results. He says, just, he says, if it, he says, you'll be able to determine this, whether it's from God or not, if this thing fizzles out. I believe we need to look at fruit. Jesus said, identify a person by their fruit, okay? And what is the fruit of the matter? What is the end result of the matter? What if I told you that God was answering your prayers even as I speak, but it doesn't look like the way you thought the answer would look. But I want to encourage some people today, before you fight maybe what God is doing, what's happening in your life, I want you to check the fruit. Is it taking you to the another level in God? Is it taking your prayer life deeper? Is it causing you to read the word more? Maybe this is an answer to the prayer you pray when you say, God, I want to become closer to you. Just maybe. And I believe as we check results, Hallelujah. Before we choose our response, we check results. They were furious. They were angry. They were upset, these men. They were, rah, rah. But, but here's what he wanted them to do. He said, man, look, check the results. If this thing is of God, you can't, you can't even beat them up anyway. You can't stop them anyway. He took them to the side. So, before we fight, we have to, number one, focus on the inside before we focus on the outside. We have to focus on the results before we choose our response. I don't want to be a person that just goes off at the mouth without first examining the situation at hand. I want to make sure that I take the time to deal with the results and what we're fighting with and what we're going to have to fight. You know, I have a point up there. Check the fruit before you start the fight. Check the fruit before you start the fight. Check the fruit before you start the fight. You know, David, David was a very interesting character in the life of Saul. David, the Bible says, the women were singing, and the women said, David has killed 10,000, Saul's killed 1,000. That it was the top hit of that day. It went to the top of the billboards, and it was the, high, it was the best hit out. And Saul didn't like that song. He, he didn't like that song because he said, y'all, first of all, let me tell you something, women. When you got a bunch of men around a room, don't go off and start comparing a man to another man. That's one of the worst things you can do. Because they're going to probably, if they ain't got the Holy Ghost, they're going to probably start trying to compete against each other. But Saul did not like that. And the Bible says Saul began to have a jealous eye for David. He was very fruitful. He was, watch this, he was on his team. He was helping him to win. But I believe that, that Saul got so caught up in his response that he missed the results that David was bringing. And he began to fight David. And, that, and it also goes back to that inside, outside point I just gave you. 
Saul battled with fear on the inside, so he fought David on the outside. And, 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 and he was fighting one of his main supporters, one of his main helpers. He was fighting him. So I just want to encourage you today that we have to make sure that we check the results. He, 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 he couldn't praise David for helping him. He, he wanted to hurt David. He wanted to hurt. He got jealous. And so make sure, number one, that we focus on the results before we choose our response. Then number three, we got to focus on, and actually, by the way, that point that I have at the bottom, Saul fought a battle on the outside because of his issue on the inside fear. That's something that I want you to put actually with number one because that's an inside-out point or supporter. It's, it's important that you realize that, and I encourage you all to go study the life of Saul. Saul has some real, he has some real big issues, and I believe he, he misused a lot of his energy or some of his energy because he couldn't deal with the inside battles. Number three, focus on the influence, focus on the influencer more than the influenced. What, what's influencing the situation? Now, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, and I want to read this. It says in Ephesians chapter 6, and I believe this is very, very key because, again, if you go back to the question that Joshua asked, Joshua was a great warrior, and he asked this question, are you friend or foe? I believe this question is answered as we look at the influence of the thing that you feel you have to fight. Ephesians chapter 6, we go to verse 10. It says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power and put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. In other words, we're fighting against evil influences. We're fighting against evil influences. One of the things that I do want to make sure that we establish in this series is that we prioritize our attack on the influencer more than we do the influenced. That means that if I see a person at my job and they are acting crazy, I'm not necessarily putting all of my anger towards them as much as I'm putting my anger towards the spirit that's over their life. Paul said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against evil influences. And, you, and listen, in boot camp, you got to realize this. If you take all your energy out on flesh and blood, Sometimes, if you're not careful, you're still not going to solve the issue. Because the real issue is not necessarily the flesh and blood. It's the spiritual influence behind the flesh and blood. So maybe my spouse is, is going off on me because there is an evil spirit that is influencing this person to act 
this way. And maybe if I will begin to pray and talk to God to break off the evil influence, then I will see transformation in the natural. Can I just encourage you to do this? Go after the spiritual first and believe that as a result, the natural will change. And I declare even now, whatever spiritual tie has manifested itself in a natural way, I declare that it's being broken if it is not of the Holy Spirit. I declare we are focusing on the influencer more than we are the ones being influenced. Got to do it. Got to do it. When a man goes in, he shoots people up. We get mad at the man, but sometimes we fail to see the demons that are attached to him. We fail to see the rejection. We fail to see, and that, and I also believe that makes us more compassionate. Can I just tell you a little secret with unforgiveness and bitterness? Don't focus on the fault as much as you do the need. If we're, if we're very careful, we will probably see that there's always a need behind the fault. There's a need they're trying to fulfill. And I believe that that helps us to have compassion when we see the neediness of everyone that we are talking to, we are dealing with. And brothers and sisters, can I just encourage you? Can I, sometimes people, people have gone through so much. People have gone through so much. And while we're seeking justice in this land, and while sometimes we don't always understand what's happening politically and even in our government, can I tell you this? I believe there's a bigger issue than just the people we see in these positions. There, is, there are evil spirits in high positions that we've got to believe God to break down and to destroy. And I believe if that happens, I believe we can see greater breakthrough. In other words, let me just say like this, talk to God about the people first before you talk to the people. Can I get an amen? Talk to God, have a conversation with God before you have a conversation with that person. I wonder how much better your conversation will go with the person. Why? Because I believe the spiritual backing sometimes is what is the stronghold and the strong man in that situation. So here we go. We got to attack the influencer. We got to go after the influencer more than the influence. It says, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So there's an importance and there should be a focus that as believers, that while we're fighting, because we, we're called to fight, we're going to live in such a way that brings God's influence. But we got to make sure we look at the influencer more than the influence. Can I just kind of, can I kind of change that a little bit, just, just a little bit? When we look at bondage, addictions, the question isn't what bondage do we have necessarily. The question isn't just what addiction do we have. The question isn't just what do we fear. Here's a bigger question. Why do we fear? Why do we have that bondage? Why do we have that addiction? See, I believe that if you can find out, the, you know, when you used to get in a fight, some of you, you might used to think, if I'm going to have to get in a fight and I see a whole bunch of people, I'm going to take down the biggest person first. Because, you, you know, if you get them down, everybody else probably going to buy. You, 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 you had a strategy, and sometimes there is a big enemy, and if you can get down that big enemy, see, I, I don't always think that, you know, sometimes we look at the, the fruit, but we don't look at the root, and the root sometimes can determine why you keep seeing the fruit, and you got to, listen, we got to fight 
the root. I don't, and like, again, I don't want us to misuse our energy. I don't want us to be out there and we missing and we wonder why we still, we're like, man, they keep coming back. Why aren't they going down? It's just like when you're in your car. Have you ever had a smell in your car and you, you, you sprayed it down, you did everything you could do, and it's still an odor, and you find out there's something hidden under your seat? Maybe if you got kids, they left some old milk, and it's just going, it's just sour, it's just smelling. You say, what was that? But when you get to the root, you can deal with the fruit. And I believe that that is what this point is saying, is that we got to focus on the influencer more than those who are being influence or more than that which is being influenced. Is this from God, the thing I'm facing right now? I think that's the hardest part with fighting the corona, especially in the church. The conversation sometimes is, is this a plague? Is this a pestilence? Is this from God or is this just from the devil? Come on now. Is this just, is, is this something God is allowing or is this something God is using? And we struggle because we're trying to fight, but we're like, God, should we be praying that it increase? Or should we be praying that we get humbled? Or should we be praying that we get rid of it? Well, and that's, that's the thing. We got to find out who's influencing the situation before we find out just who's being influenced or what's being influenced. So, very important that we do that. So, with that being said, a couple benefits of focusing in when we fight. Focusing in. Benefits of focus being focused. It helps us to avoid fighting potential help. It helps us to avoid fighting potential help. And I didn't put this on your outline, but there is a uh, disease, there's an issue called an autoimmune disease, and it actually causes you to fight against yourself. It's a disease where in your body it begins to fight itself. It's is what some might even call in the in military terms friendly fire. And this is, this is the thing that we have to really veer away from because I believe it is a trick and it is a wow and it is a strategy of the enemy to get us to fight each other. I believe that it's very important. See, I, I got to make sure as a pastor, can I tell you, it's very easy as a pastor to make your whole ministry about getting at another pastor's ministry. You, you, all our messages are geared towards fighting. Uh, no, can I tell you this? That pastor has a different angle. He has a different revelation that I may not have. And there's no need for me to be insecure and all messed up and trying to fight him because I'm afraid. No, 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 no. We're all in this thing together. Can I get an amen? We're all in this thing together. And so I got to make sure that I am avoiding fighting potential help. Maybe the thing you feel that hurts the most is actually going to help the most. But we got to make sure that inside is taken care of. So number one, he said, look, he said, you're going to find yourself fighting God. Acts 5 verse 39. What they were preaching, the apostles were preaching, was going to help people. It was going to heal people. It was going to deliver people. But they were sitting there about to fight against it. So we got to make sure that we focus in. Number two, it helps us to avoid misusing energy. Okay? We gotta, it helps us to avoid, fill in that blank, misusing energy. He, he told them, he said, you know what, even if you fight them, if it's of God, he said, guess what? He said, it's not going to be worth it because you can't be God. There are some things, honestly, they're not worth fighting because at the end of the day, sometimes it is God. And Romans chapter 10, verse 2 says, he says, I know what zeal you have, but it's misdirected. It's zeal without knowledge. 
I want to be passionate, but I want to be passionate in the right direction. I want to I fight in the right direction with the right knowledge. I don't think it's anything worse. Well, probably something worse. But one of the things, one of the, one of the worst things that can happen, bad things that can happen when you're going to the doctor is for them to misdiagnose you. And for them to say that this is the issue when that's not the real issue. And, and if we find ourselves spending money, taking medicine for something that's not even the right issue or even the, or even the issue we should be focusing on. And we find ourselves misusing energy. And so, number three, number three, it helps us to avoid unnecessary destruction. Unnecessary destruction. Unnecessary destruction. What relationships have we destroyed? What connections have we destroyed? Because we didn't have the right focus. There's some things that we don't have to kill and destroy. We don't have to remove. It's not even necessarily time to remove. I think about the story of the parable of the sower of the wheat and the tear. They said, should we remove it now? He said, no, don't remove it now. He said, let it grow up together. There's some things, he said, because if you do destroy it now, he said, you'll destroy the wheat too. There's some things that if we're not careful, we're not yielding to the Spirit of God, we're not focusing on what he's saying, that we'll find ourselves punching any and everything. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to just punch any and everything. I don't want to just kick any and everything. My time, and I know your time, is too valuable for us to waste it fighting an enemy that's not even real. And so how many of us have been fighting shadows? We've been fighting things that appear real. They're not even real. They look real, but they're not real. See, boot camp, we got to make sure we fight the right enemy, y'all. Is it a foe or is it a friend? Is it supporting us or is it hurting us? That may take more time in prayer, may take more time in fasting, and more time in reading the Word, because I believe our efforts have to be put in the right direction. You know, for those of us even that are struggling with addictions and bondages today, I want to encourage you on my point number three, to ask yourself, what is the influence? What is the root behind this fruit? Because that's what I believe we got to chop away at. We got to chop away at the root, you all, and not just the fruit. And that's why sometimes we find ourselves, even in the church, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Because we don't know what the real issue is. It's okay to fight, but just make sure that we fight right. Amen? Amen. Give a shout of praise if you believe God is going to focus you in your fighting. Lord, we just thank you today. We thank you for this opportunity to come together, Lord, and to focus in. We're like, we're, we're like those group of Pharisees or like the, that council that came together and Gamaliel brought them to the side. And he said, make sure. He said, he said, if you're not careful, you're going to be fighting God. We're like those men who might be furious. We might be angry about some things that are happening right now. We might be disturbed about some things that are happening right now. We might be distressed. But, Lord, I pray even now that before we go into battle and we fight, that you will give us a divine strategy. Lord, I declare even now that not one person that's watching today will waste their energy fighting a fight you haven't called them to. I pray we'll realize when the battle is yours and it's not ours. I pray that we'll realize how to operate. And I pray even throughout this series 
you're not just showing us the battles to fight, but you're showing us the weapons to use in the battle, Lord. I pray even now for strategy upon your people. I pray for strategy even now in this boot camp series, Lord. I pray that even today that we're focusing on the inside more than we are the outside, Lord. And I pray even now for those of us who have issues today that we have not dealt with on the inside, that, Lord, we will allow you to heal them. Come on, allow the Lord just to heal your heart this morning. Come on, you're dealing with some things on the inside. We all can that affect us on the outside. You're creating battles on the outside because you haven't conquered the battles on the inside. And Lord, I just pray today that we're dealing with those battles today, Lord, that there's, that there's peace on the inside, Lord. And as there's peace on the inside, I pray that it will release peace on the outside. With every head bowed, every eye closed, this is a time to focus in. Time to focus in. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. If you're listening today, you're watching today, I want to challenge you to look on the inside. And maybe you look on the inside today and you say, you know what? I have not made Jesus Lord. I have not made Jesus ruler. You know, this whole year has been focusing on winning, 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 winning. And what you're finding out even today is that, I, that, that, that you're not winning. You, 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 you say, I'm, I'm actually losing in life. But you can win through Christ Jesus. We were singing about it earlier, that Jesus has won the victory. It's already done, but we've got to walk in it. And we cannot walk in it in fullness until we have totally surrendered to Jesus. In this earth, as it is now, there is more to come in the next life. God's going to actually cause this thing to, to track out a little bit more as far as experiencing the victory. But as much as we can now on this earth, you cannot experience it without total surrender to the Lord. You cannot experience it in fullness. And so today, you just, you just say, I'm recommitting my life to the Lord. I, I, I love to hear about fighting, but I, I want to make sure that I have first conquered the battle with sin in my life. I've, I, wa I, wa I want to make sure that I've conquered the issue of guilt in my own life. I want to make sure I'm fighting that issue through the blood of Jesus the Christ. If that's you today, I want you just to slip your hand up wherever you are when I count to three. One, in your house, in your home, in your car, wherever you're watching on streaming. Two, three. Just slip your hand up right there where you are. And just pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. I pray that I will be a fighter in your kingdom and a fighter for your glory. I pray even now that I will conquer every Goliath that I have to face, that you've called me to face, that every enemy I declare is under my feet because of the power of your work, Jesus. And I pray today that bondages, addictions, fetters, the lies of the enemy are being destroyed in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, if you believe that, give a shout of praise to the Lord if you believe that Jesus has won the victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, if you made a decision to make Jesus your ruler, that's what Lord means. If you made that decision today, 
Go on and let somebody know in the chat box on our YouTube channel. Just going to let somebody know. And also, you can text 414-11 to, to, in your phone. And then also type in the message box. You can type in Follow Christ. There will be a link sent to you. And from there, our connection will be made. Thank you all for joining on today. Before we go, I want to encourage you, for all of you all who are supporters, who desire to support this ministry, to uh, go online. We have three, actually, we have three ways to give. You can give to support. You can go online today, online giving. Click on online giving on our website, trychristiancenter.org. You can text in 336-203-0708 for our text to give. And then lastly, you can also give by mailing in your offering. And thank you all for your support. All of you all who have been given towards the ministry, even throughout this time frame and throughout the situation, thank you for your support. May God richly bless you. May God grace you and may God keep you. God bless you and have a wonderful rest of the day. Remember to subscribe if you have not subscribed. Subscribe to us today. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Movement Podcast. We pray that this word has richly blessed your life. If it has, we ask that you share it with others, especially during such a time as this. As always, we'd love to connect with you. Visit us on Twitter and Instagram at Triad Christian, Facebook Triad Christian Center, or visit our website triadchristiancenter.org where we are streaming live Sundays at 11 a.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Until next week, be blessed.